Bibles, turn to John chapter 1, verse 33. It's also good to see Ben and Jennifer Barraza. Amen. We're thankful that they are in the house of God as well today. Praise God. John chapter 1, verse 33. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. The Son of God, there's a designation for this is the Messiah. This is the one that we have looked for. Jesus is the Son of God. And the Spirit descended upon him and remained on him. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk about follow, seek, and stay. Follow, seek, and stay, launching from this passage of Scripture in the book of John. Lord, we love you and praise you. We thank you for your word today. We ask that you would strengthen us for a few moments in the house of God today as we reflect upon your goodness, upon your identity, upon the supremacy of who you are, the sovereignty of who you are. And we know that you're in this house today, and we acknowledge that, and we give to you praise, and we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated here in the house of the Lord today, follow, seek, and stay. There is a background to this passage of Scripture that we have opened with, and it is in the Gospel of John. The first part of John is called the prologue, and so verses 1 through 18 is, is kind of a setup before the actual narrative or the story begins in the Gospel, and it starts with a witness. John is wanting to present witnesses and John is wanting to say specifically that Jesus is the God of the kingdom. And so there are going to be some witnesses that testify about who Jesus is. And the supreme witness that starts John is John the Baptist. So in verse 33 and 34, we are reading words of John the Baptist, but it actually starts in verse number 19 where it talks about the record of John. John was in the wilderness. He was at the Jordan River. And if you've been in the Holy Land, Israel is a very interesting uh, geographical place. Jerusalem sits up on a hill, and most of the places where you are in Palestine, you can see Jerusalem, and you have to make a trek down through the valley to Jericho, which is just a, a pathway, uh, and it makes its way down to Jericho, and then beyond Jericho is the plain. And in the plain, there is a muddy it's, it's called a river, but it looks more like a stream. It's not very wide. It's very muddy water. It is the Jordan River. And John was in that area in the wilderness at the Jordan River, and he was preaching. He was preaching. There had not been, you have to recognize, there had not been a prophetic voice uh, for 400 years. It was 400 silent years. There was no prophetic voice. And so John, the Baptist in the wilderness, started preaching and he started prophesying and it drew a crowd. There was an attraction. They had so focused upon the scripture that they created a God of the scripture and forgot the God of scripture. And so they were very steeped into their traditions. They probably felt like since there is no prophetic voice, the only voice that we have is the scripture itself. And so they intensified their efforts upon that focus and they, they missed an opportunity to hear uh, a message from John that there was one that was coming. 
And so their interest was piqued. And so they went out into this area of the wilderness to hear what John the Baptist was preaching. And they asked him, who are you? Who are you? And John, he confessed and he said, I am not the Christ. And they said, well, then who are you then? Are you Elias? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. They said, well, are you that prophet? He said, no, I'm not that prophet. They asked, well, then who are you that you can give an answer to us? Who do you say that you are? And John said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they that were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him, why baptize you then if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor you're that prophet? And John said, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan where John was baptizing. John was preaching. He was the first witness, and he was testifying to the people. There is one coming. I'm not him. I'm not Elijah. I'm not that prophet that you're talking about. I'm not the Messiah, but there's one coming after me who is mightier than I am. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and unloose the latchet on his sandals. But when he comes, he's going to come in power and he's going to come in authority. And so you gathered out here, but there is one that's coming and I'm prophesying about his coming. Amen. A prophetic voice. The next day that he is out there, John sees Jesus who comes as well with the rest of the crowd. And when John sees Jesus, he stops and he says, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record. He was a witness saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon Jesus. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, unto whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him. The same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. John said, I saw the Spirit descending and it stayed on him. It didn't leave. It wasn't there for a period of time. John said, he's the identification of everything that we have been looking for. He is the Messiah that has been prophesied in the prophets and the Spirit has descended upon him and it is remaining upon him. And I am here to testify as the first witness the supreme witness that this is the one that you have been looking for. Of course, they would deny and reject Jesus, but they could not deny and reject the testimony of John the Baptist that was saying prophetically, this is Jesus, the Spirit is upon him, he is the Son of God, and he's everything that you're looking for. I've come today to preach the same message, stand in the pulpit today and say, the Spirit of God is upon Jesus and whatever you're looking for he's the one that you need to focus your attention upon 
praise God. He's the Messiah. He's the Lamb of God. He's everything that we need. If you need something for your sins, Jesus can take care of your sins. If you need healing for your body, Jesus can heal your body. He's everything that we've been looking for. Hallelujah. I'm testifying today of that. Praise God. The witness to the Lamb of God. Some have wondered exactly what kind of lamb was he talking about when he said, Behold the Lamb of God. There's many kinds and types of lambs that, that come through the scriptures. There is the Passover lamb. In the Hebrews' history coming out of Egypt, the last plague was the plague of the firstborn. There had to be a lamb. And that lamb became the Passover lamb, and that became an institution, something that they would remember their entire history of how God brought them out. They put the blood on the doorpost of the house. They had to pick a perfect lamb because when the angel passed by, there was going to be a recognition of whether or not blood or not was going to be on the doorpost. And if the blood had been applied and they had done according to the instructions, the angel of death would pass over them and in the morning their firstborn would still be in the house not so for those that did not have the blood applied to their life are you thankful that the blood has been applied to your life it's applied to your life through baptism in Jesus name but for those Hebrews they recognize that for so for John to say the lamb of God which taketh away or expiates takes away the sin of the world would have been astounding because what John was saying is we don't need sacrifices anymore we we don't need the blood of bulls, goats, rams, pigeons, turtle doves anymore because in Jesus, he is the lamb of God that is sovereign, that supersedes the covenantal sacrifice. He's everything we've been looking for. He is the sacrificial lamb. He is the victorious lamb. John in Revelation sees him as a lamb that is victorious. Uh, he is the suffering servant in Isaiah chapter 53. There's a recognition and a prophetic voice that says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Verse number 12 of that same chapter, because he hath poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus made intercession for those of us who were sinners. Thank God that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. There is a perfect lamb. There is a victorious lamb. There is a suffering servant that went before us. Praise God. I'm thankful in the house of God today that I recognize the testimony and the witness of John the Baptist who said, Behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I want to preach here just for a moment and say to you there is nothing that can take away your sin but the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. There is no program while programs may have good effects. They cannot supersede nor can they come even close to the blood of Jesus Christ that is able to wash and cleanse. Amen. His sacrifice at Calvary, his blood that was shed is greater than anything that can be found in the world. It is the supreme sacrifice. It is the sovereign sacrifice. There is nothing that washes away my sin like the blood of Jesus. 
Praise God. Praise God. So if you've got sin in your life today, we're not here to condemn you, but we're here to tell you there is blood that washes and cleanses. You can lay it down at an altar. You can walk away unburdened of the burden of sin because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I think we need to lift our hands and thank the Lord today in the house of God. Thank God for the blood. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah, I want to testify of his greatness and his goodness. And the power that is resident, the blood still works. I said the blood still works. Alcohol doesn't work. Addictions don't work. Drugs don't work. Immorality doesn't fill that vacuum in your life. But there is something that can fill the void in your life, and it's the blood of Jesus. He's the perfect lamb. He washes and cleanses. He's the victorious lamb. He's the sacrificial lamb. He's our Passover lamb. Who is he? He's Jesus. Praise God. My, my, my. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. John said, I saw him, and I am a witness of who he is. He was the first witness. You're, you're not going, Jesus said, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. So John knew what he was talking about in his gospel when he set John as the supreme witness. There were other witnesses, there were other prophets, but Jesus himself in his confirmation of the testimony and witness of John said, John, there is none that is greater than John the Baptist. Why? Because John the Baptist had enough gumption and spiritual acuity and guts to go out into a wilderness and look at a people and prophesy and preach to them and tell them, you need to get yourself ready. You need to be baptized into a baptism of repentance because Jesus is coming. And when he comes, there has to be a way, a road, a way that is paved before him. John was stepping out leading worship. John was stepping out leading the charge. Jesus is coming. Be ready for him when he comes. Some rejected his ministry and his testimony, but others listened and recognized there's one that's coming that is worth following. And if he's coming, we want to be ready. And so they went down in waters of repentance. He was prophesying. He was preparing the way. Don't get upset at somebody that tries to prepare a way to lead you to the presence of Jesus. What are we doing in the house of God when we're worshiping and there's a service leader up here encouraging us to worship? That person is filling the footsteps and shoes of John the Baptist who's saying, it's not about me, but there's one that's coming that is greater than I. And when he shows up, he's going to break every chain. He's going to rip off every addiction and every bit of bondage. And there's going to be liberty. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's praise the Lord together. I thank you, Jesus. Help us. Help us prepare the way of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Don't you just stand there when you come to the house of God.
you lift up your voice and you repair the you prepare the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? You prepare the way of the Lord. If there is somebody in this pulpit and that person encourages us to worship, they are operating as an emissary of God himself. And when they say, let's worship the Lord, you should worship the Lord. Not because he is saying it, because it's flowing through him because God is directing that. We are preparing the way of the Lord. Praise God. It doesn't matter if it's a young person. It doesn't matter if it's a seasoned minister. It doesn't matter if it's me, the pastor. It's not about me, and it's not about the young person, and it's not about the unseasoned person. It's about preparing the way of the Lord in the house of God so that somebody that comes out to the Jordan River who wants to know what is this all about can experience the power and the anointing of God. It's not going to happen if we stand there flat-footed and never lift our hands and lift up our voice. It will happen if there's a John the Baptist that will be willing to say he's coming he's coming it's gonna happen the Holy Ghost is coming the power is descending and it's staying on Jesus hallelujah 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 praise God never forget your calling he said he has made us high priest we're a chosen generation every once in a while somebody will spout off some stupidity about an individual being in the pulpit and separate that person from the power of God you can't do that you better not listen to that you are a child of God you are to prepare the way of the Lord you are to point to somebody that is greater than you are that's why we worship that's why we get out in the aisle that's why we feel this place in the front because we're trying to testify about the goodness of God and the greatness of God. It's not about me. It's about how great he is. I want the Holy Ghost to fall. I want the healing of God to be felt. I'm sorry. I don't know what you came for. If you came to be in a Catholic church, they've got their traditions. This is an apostolic church. If you came to be in a Baptist church, they have their traditions. This is a Pentecostal apostolic church. And we worship God with a loud voice and a new song. And we shout unto God with the voice of triumph because we know when he shows up, when he comes, there is a power that comes with it. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You are not going to create a move of God by just standing there. You are not going to create a move of God with your mouth closed. Nothing is going to happen if you just expect God to rip you out of the pew. you got to make an effort. you got to make a move. You've got to do something. And don't get upset at the person that is trying to encourage you to that. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on. He's going to show up. I said he's going to show up. I'm going to prepare the way. What am I doing? I'm preparing the way for the Holy Ghost to come and descend. Descend, 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 and stay. Hallelujah. Come on. Holy Ghost is in this house. Lift up your voice.
Praise God. Come on, lift up your voice together. If you got a need in the house of God today, we're here to prepare the way of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is going to descend on this house and in this place, and he's going to meet every need that is represented in this altar. church let the Holy Ghost descend let the Holy Ghost fall let the anointing of God we've prepared the way let a move of God descend let there be healing and strength and anointing when Jesus shows up he shows up in signs miracles and wonders if you need something in your life praise God you need to lift your hands and say I'm thankful for the preparation of the way that is prepared Lord come through come through come through come through with healing come through with anointing come through with power come through with ability there's a deep move of the Holy Ghost in this house don't stop. Praise God. Let the ministry of the Holy Ghost permeate this place in this house. Thank you, Jesus. A deep work, a deep work. my chains, freed my soul for the first time I Hallelujah. Come on, there's a blind Bartimaeus in the house. Jesus is passing by. There's a woman with the issue of blood, but Jesus is passing by. Inside my tomb of sin, you were. 